0: Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you this beautiful Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions through Redeeming Life Fellowship. And today, as we're following through the Redeeming Life Reading Plan, we're gonna be in Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 44. And the focus of our passage today is really going to be on verses 28 through 34, which is the the first half of our, our reading portion for today. But it also stands as the last in this long series of probing questions, uh, questions that are designed to put Jesus on the hot seat, as it were, where he's being interrogated by the religious officials of Jerusalem and trying to to basically put him to the test. And these are questions that are, um, that are directed at Jesus and done so in a way as to try and trap him, to try and... Uh, to get him into a bind into a tangle that he can't get himself out of. And every time he passes each test, each uh each interrogation with flying colors. And then at this stage he's actually finally gets a question what from what appears to be like an honest questioner, somebody who's asking a question who is not um he's not doing so ostensibly, with any kind of intention to try and trap Jesus. He really wants to know what Jesus has to say about this. He wants to know, in Jesus' perspective, what's what's, what's his honest answer? And the, the question that the this, this scribe is about to raise is one that I think all of us should be encouraged to ask, or maybe we have asked it in some fashion or another, and that is, which is the greatest commandment? So you might know, within the Mosaic Law, there's uh, approximately, depending on how you number it, uh, 613 commandments, some positive, some negative. And um, when you're looking at, you know, a laundry list of, of 613 commandments, you might be inclined to ask, well, are there some of them that are more fundamental and some of them that are more derivative? That is, these ones really do take priority over the others or that I can't really practice these others well until I've gotten this one first. Because as long as I've gotten this thing right, I've gotten this uh, thing in order, then everything else can flow out of it. So that Uh, because I have a a clear understanding about what's most fundamental and what's derivative, I can actually have a well-ordered life, which is something that all of us want in some measure or another, that our lives are well-ordered. We can can balance things appropriately. And here's the interesting thing. You can't balance or live a balanced life until you, you can supply the weight of importance, the proper weight of importance to certain things over other things. Certain things have to come first and other things have to come second. And when you put, take the secondary things and make them primary and take the primary things and make them secondary, your life is all going to be out of whack. Everything's going to be go, going crazy and spinning out of control. And you're going to get to the end of the day and realize like, gosh, I really didn't get everything done as I, uh, as I wanted to. I wasted so much time on the things that were secondary and didn't spend enough time on the things that were primary. And now, um, I'm disappointed with how I spent my life. I'm disappointed with how I spent my day because my life was all out of whack. I gave uh improper balance, improper weight to the things that were uh that were little, uh, unimportant and I uh didn't give enough weight or 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 emphasis. I didn't give enough um weight of importance on the things that actually mattered. And all of us uh are in this situation where uh, we want to know, make sure that that the things that are truly important, that those actually take priority, that they're fundamental in our lives, that they, they're the foremost of our minds, that if we focus on those things, then everything else can actually fall into order. And the scribe wants to know, Jesus, uh, what is the most important commandment? That of all these sort of things, what is it the sort of thing that's the most fundamental, that if I have this thing in my life, this this is foremost in my life, that I'm going to have a well-ordered life? And uh, and so uh, let's read how this discourse goes about and what Jesus has to say not only to the scribe, but also speaking as the authoritative word of God to our lives, What's the most important thing that we should focus on? And I think that there's something that's actually very important for us to, to grasp here in today's devotional. So let's read Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. And we'll just read it all the way through and then reflect on it. Uh, the greatest commandment. So it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. That's Jesus debating with the religious leaders in the temple. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, And with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. So it's important to recognize that it's easy from our Christian standpoint to read what Jesus is saying and to look at Jesus's answer as one that was basically self-evident and non-controversial. That was not the case at the time, where rabbis and of different religious schools for a very long period of time, even uh, from the time of Jesus and then long after, are asking the same question that the scribe is asking. Which is the one that is most important? And some say uh, to honor your father and mother is the most important. Some is to say... Uh, to put it negatively uh to do not do to others as you would not have them do unto unto you that was the most important commandment and uh and it's important because um all of them trying to uh summarize and to summarize well the heart of what god wants of his people in 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 a summary in a in a in something that you can say in one breath something you can hold in your hands and say here's the thing. If you get this, you, you, you got it right. Uh, and that was something that was debated. And I find also interesting is that uh, the scribe asks Jesus for uh, what's the most important commandment. And Jesus says, this is the most important commandment. But the command is twofold, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second is like this, is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that this is the greatest commandment. Where in one commandment, you get two commandments, A and B. And that, that in this commandment, that, that that if this is the most important thing, it's like Jesus is telling us that you can't have one without the other. Where uh, there's one command that has a first a vertical dimension, that our loving uh, of God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then a horizontal dimension, loving your neighbor as yourself. That the love that you have for God is supposed to be worked out um, in the, the love that you're showing towards others. And what's so fascinating about this to me is that it's easy, so easy, to think that we can have one without the other. you can have A without B, and you can have B without A. that somehow uh, we think that having these pious feelings towards God that doesn't affect the loving kindness that you have towards your neighbor, that that somehow that's enough, just to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. By the time that you're doing that, you're going to be exercising uh, loving kindness towards others. Or to put it the other way around, uh, that the only thing that the most important thing is that we love our neighbors as ourselves, that uh, to put uh, in the words of you know, Bill and Ted in their last installment, be excellent to each other kind of thing, or, or just to say um, to don't be a jerk, just you know be nice, that as long as you can be nice to one another, then, um, which is interesting because being nice to somebody is not the same thing as loving them. Uh, I can. If you're loving somebody, showing loving kindness towards somebody is to uh, look out for their very best interest. You can't show loving kindness towards your neighbor and still be looking out for number one, uh, that the good of oneself is to be the good of another. That's love. And, and what Jesus is telling us is that, well, in the first place, that, um, uh, We cannot learn to love our neighbors rightly without putting the love of God first. That is, and to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That means uh, loving obedience towards God is one that's going to take all of you. Uh, That what God asks is not just for a part of you, but everything it is that you have to offer. It totally belongs to God. Uh that um all of your actions, all of your heart, all of your ambitions is all devoted to God. Uh and that that's the thing that has to come foremost. And that once you are fully devoted to God, that means that your actions of loving kindness towards your neighbor, including your enemy, your enemy is still your neighbor. Uh, that, uh, that those sorts of things are true acts of loving kindness because uh, they reflect the very heart of God in his love for us. And so um, just remember, uh, you must have the both. We cannot uh, think or deceive ourselves into thinking that we can love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and not love our neighbors as ourselves or to think that we can love our neighbors as ourselves without Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So, uh, and then the second po- point, uh, certainly, uh, at least that we should recognize, that the, the wisdom of the response of the scribe, where he says that loving God with all your heart, and with all your understanding, all your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself, as more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices, and he's saying this in the temple. By the by, so it's not without some a little bit of of controversy, or even um, diminishing in some level, or lowering the importance of burnt offerings and sacrifices, which for probably for for many of the people in the temple would think that is the most important. And so that's uh, you know a little level of controversy. But let's carry on, because what's interesting about this is that. Uh, One of the things that he recognizes is that it's very possible to offer God our things without actually offering God ourselves, where uh, we think about our right relationship with God as something that is transactional. I give God these things and this is the because I give God these things that this is what makes me right in the sight of God. And we can give God lots and lots of things. We can give him all the things that we have without actually giving ourselves to him. Uh, now, it's possible, indeed, it's very necessary, that as um, the fruit of giving ourselves to God translates into uh, giving, offering the things that we have to God. But it's it's important to remember in this case that... Uh, that God wants all of you, not just your stuff, because all the things that you you have and that you own, uh, they were God's first, and they'll be God's after you're you're gone. They they really all do belong to Him. Offering things to God is only a recognition that these things belong to God in the first place. Um. But you have a choice as to whether or not you can offer God yourself Uh, in that um, that's what loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your understanding, all your strength actually means. And then lastly, uh, what I find so fascinating, where where Jesus looks at this honest questioner and listens to his his question and his response, it's not just friction and reaction of. Of one upmanship for one person trying to outdo the other, there's some honest transparency here that that um the the scribe actually demonstrates some kind of teachability where he recognizes that Jesus is a teacher and that he's he's submitted himself to to his teaching to his authority and even then he says that the kingdom of god it is not far from you. Uh, or you say you are either you are not far from the kingdom of God. And what I find fascinating in this case is that we're sort of sitting in the seat of this questioner, the scribe, who says, well, I, I can recognize these sort of things as true, that these, the you know, offering, you know, loving the Lord your God wholeheartedly and loving your neighbor as yourself is more important than sacrifices. If we're there, that means that um, that that we are not far from the kingdom of God, but that's not the same thing as being in the kingdom of God. And what, the, what, what this is showing us is that nearness to God uh, is not the same thing, or nearness to the kingdom of God is not the same thing as entrance into the kingdom of God. And that there are certain people who are nearer or further away, but that... The thing that matters, the thing that counts, is not just nearness to the kingdom of God, um, but actual entrance within. Um, And that means uh, responding to what it is that Jesus has done, uh, accepting his gift of salvation through faith, through repentance, and uh, submitting to to Jesus as Savior and as Lord, which up to this point, this scribe hadn't, who knows he might have eventually, we don't know that. So one of the things that we should be encouraged to, to recognize is that, uh, well, one, there are some people who are nearer to the heart of God or nearer to the kingdom of God than others. Where you, It's something that you can sort of uh, discern or measure that there are some people who are closer to the real thing and much further removed away from the the. the the entrance into the kingdom of God. And that's a, that's a real spectrum if you want to call it that. And it's easy for us to want to say that close enough is good enough Uh, that, um, that we somehow, you know, get points for being close in the same way. Like you get points for in uh, being closer to the, the, the center than, than the other, like if, if we're playing horseshoes. But here, Jesus gives no indication that, that, That by virtue of being close to the kingdom of God, that that actually makes him a part of the kingdom of God. And that the choice is still uh, his as to whether or not, uh, even though he's so close, whether or not he wants to go in or whether he wants to stay where he is. And I don't know about you, but uh, I would hate, in the same way, that if I was taking a long, 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 long trip to get to some city, and then got just to the outskirts... And then my car broke down. I would be extremely frustrated because I got so close. Uh, but couldn't finally finish the last leg into to my destination. And I don't want to be tantalizingly close like the scribe. To be so close to the kingdom of God and never actually get in. Um, that I can know certain things that are, that are to be true. Uh, as Jesus is a teacher, and I can sit under his his lordship and and learn from him, but uh, none of that makes any difference until I can follow through with action. If I can humble myself before God as Savior and as Lord, then it won't be you know close but no cigar uh, we, we 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 want to get in, uh, and so thank you so much for joining us for daily devotions. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time uh. This is well and good, but I look forward to seeing you on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I pray God would bless you. I pray he would keep you. And I pray that um, God wouldn't just simply draw us nearer to himself, that we'd be near the kingdom of God, but that uh, that we would be those who who do respond to God's call in our lives and enter in through Jesus. And so God bless you. Take care, and I'll see you next time.